From Pasuk Hashem Alekeya Vaseichem Yosef Aleichem Kachem Elif Pa'amim The Pasuk says Hashem, the God of your fathers shall add, in, increase, add to you the number that you are now a thousand time, a thousandfold V'yavarech Eschem Kasher Dibolechem and He shall bless you as He spoke to you Is Rashi Matik Devete Rashi quotes the words in the Pasuk Yosef Aleichem Kachem Elif Pa'amim He shall add upon you like you are, but a thousand times as much. When his mefarish and he explains, after saying that he shall increase you by a thousandfold, why does he say and he shall bless you like he spoke to you? What is what is he adding by saying that? Allah. So what happened was, um, uh, they said and the Yidden said to Moshe, Moshe, you put a limit on our blessing. You said up to a thousand times. While Hashem has already assured and promised Avram, that can anyone, will anybody be able to count the number of uh, Yidin that there are? In other words, you put a number at a thousand times as much. Hashem said you won't be able to count at all, so He gave a much bigger blessing. In other words, they said to Moshe, why are you limiting the blessing? So Moshe Rabbeinu responded, Zu mishalihi, that which I said a thousand times, that I was saying of my own. And then that's why he added the words, but he will give you a blessing as he spoke, the unlimited, infinite blessing that he gave to Avram. The Makkah from the Pirish Rashi, the source of this Rashi is in Sifri and Medish. He takes it from the Sifri and Medish. In Sifri state, what does it say in Sifri? Amr Lai, they said to him, Rabbeinu Moshe, Efshi Lanu We don't want you to give us your blessing, because Hashem promised Avram Omar, and he said, And I will increase your children like the stars of the heaven. The Samti and I will make the number of your children like the dust of the earth, dust of the earth. But you put a limit on it a thousand times. Marshal Amelech, this can be compared to the story of Amelech. He will later quote the whole Marshal, etc. Amalehem Moshe Yisrael. So Moshe said to the Yidna, Hashem alekev asechem Yisrael aleichem kachem elif pa'amim zu mishali yeshlochem. Hashem will get, make you a thousandfold. That is what I can give you. That's what I you have from me. And He will bless you. As He spoke, like the sand at the beach, at the ocean, like the uh, plants of the earth, like the fish of the sea, like the stars of the heaven, plentiful. That's in the Sifri. The Medrash, Zok, the Medrash says it a slightly differently. That's what the Yidin said. Hashem did not give a limit to the blessing. But you said only a thousand times. That which I blessed you, that I blessed you from my own. When Hashem comes, as He spoke to you. As you study this 
on the surface, you just, uh, you know, glance over it. The Pshat in Pirish Rashi, if you, uh, not the Medish, the Rashi, if you look at the Rashi and you just read it on the surface, the Oich and Sifriya Medish, as well as in uh, Sifriya Medish, is the Taina Fenidin Given. What was their complaint? The Baruch of the Medish is Beli Kritzva. Hashem's blessing is un- infinite, unlimited. That the Yidin will be, have a number, an infinite number. It will just go on. You can't count it. So then why does Moshe give them a blessing which does have a limit a thousand times? So that's what it seems that Rashi is saying and what the Medrash is saying, the Sifri is saying. If you read it this way, if that's what it means, then we have to understand. Number one, uh, Why does Rashi start this conversation, this discussion, by asking, sort of pointing to the question, that why is there a repetition that Moshe Rabbeinu said again, that's the source of this issue. As he says, why does he repeat again, Kasha Dibel, he bless you like he spoke to you. Why doesn't he simply say what the Yidden had, the problem that they had? As the Sifri and the Medish, they start with that issue, that the Yidden said to Moshe, so and so. Especially that for the most part, Rashi does not point out what the difficulty is. He just gives you the answer to an unsaid question, to an unasked question. But over here, he does ask the question. Immediately, generally, he immediately goes to explain what the Pasuk is saying, and thereby, the question gets answered without him having to point to the question. As the Rebbe mentioned many times. So why here does he ask the question, why did Moshe repeat the blessing? Number two, even if we didn't have the question, why does he repeat the blessing? We would still need to have the answer that this, that Moshe Rabbeinu said a thousand times, that my, that's my own blessing. Hashem will give you the blessing, the infinite blessing. Why would we need it, even if he didn't repeat it? Because it would be in direct contradiction to the blessings which Hashem gave many times, that He gave an infinite blessing. So therefore the question would be, why does Moshe Rabbeinu limit it to a thousand? And the answer would be, that's Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, blessing, and then Hashem will give His blessing. Even if you don't ask the question on the Pasuk, why did He repeat the words, you would still have it. It's in direct contradiction to what Hashem said, the infinite blessing that Hashem gave. Number three, Where does Rashi point to the problem that the Yidin said, that Hashem said, if, you know, will anyone be able to count? Nizvi and Sifri, he doesn't quote the same Pasuk as the Sifri says. The Sifri points to the beginning of that same blessing. I will make your children like the dust of the earth. That says before Asher Im Yuchal Im Yuchal Asher Im Yuchal Ish Limnois. 
that part of the Pasuk says before it says, will anyone be able to count? So why doesn't he, the Rashi also point to that part of the Pasuk, like the Sifri? Also quoted over there is Virbasi, and I will make your children plentiful like the stars of the heaven. And Rashi skips all that and he goes to that if can anyone count them? Why does he skip the first two parts of the Pasuk and not like the Sifri? Number four, Vibaldas Rashi Bavar nor the Inyana Kitzva from Elif Pa'amim. Since Rashi's problem with this uh, Pasuk is to answer why Moshe Rabbeinu said a thousand times, that's what he's dealing with. Why does he also quote from the Pasuk, Hashem will uh, add upon you a thousand times as much? Why do you need the first three words if he's dealing with the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu said a thousand times? That's all he would have to quote from the Pasuk, and that would be it. Another thing we have to understand, and for, in fact, this is uh, fundamental. That which Mefarshim asks. What exactly is Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha adding? The bracha from Elif Palmim is the chnichlul and bottle, and the bracha from the Mebishin. Since the Ebishter already gave a blessing which is infinite. So what is the need for Moshe Rabbeinu to give a blessing for a thousand times if Hashem's bracha includes a thousand times and way over that? So what is Moshe Rabbeinu really adding by giving his own blessing of a thousand times? Vos is bleak vulvikitz. Hashem's blessing is infinite. So what does he need to add? What does Moshe Rabbeinu need to give his own blessing of a thousand times? And this is, we know there is a rule that is, uh, that is said in the Gemara and so on. And this goes way over what the rule of the Gemara is. The rule of the Gemara is Yesh Bechlal Masayimona. That if if one says two hundred, it of course includes a hundred already. So certainly, if somebody says infinite, of course it includes a thousand. How much more so than if a hundred, a two hundred includes a hundred? Mefarshim Farem for in the Kasha. So Mefarshim answered this question about what was Moshe Rabbeinu's addition to Hashem's blessing. Number one, Birchus Hashem, Hakosh Baruch is Fabunim Mitnai, when he comes nor when the Yidden Zayin became Torah Mitzvus. Hashem's bracha is dependent on the Yidden doing their part. They have to do Torah Mitzvus, and then Hashem will increase them by infinite numbers. Mashen Gim Birchus Moshe is Nishab Hanging and Kain Tnai, whereas Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha was given, although only a thousand. But it's unconditional. It's not dependent on the Yidden having to do Torah Mitzvahs in order to get that blessing. So that's one answer. Or number two, Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha takes effect immediately. Hashem's bracha is only reserved for Lasud Lobe. When Mashiach comes, then there will be an infinite number of Yidden while up until then there isn't an infinite number of Yidin. Moshe Rabbeinu's blessing is what is dominant now, and so that there is, uh, you know, a thousand times as much as before. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu added a meaningful bracha for these two reasons. But these Tirutzim work as the Sifri and the Medrash explain it. The Sifri brengt amashul amelech shayil lo'in harbe. The Sifri brings the marshal that we mentioned before. 
that there was a king that had men, a lot of assets and he had a young son the king had to leave for an extended period uh, so he said if I will leave my uh, assets in the hands of under the control of my young son who a young child doesn't know how to value assets and he will he'll blow them I will appoint somebody in charge of the assets until he matures so they, the apotropos, the, the man in charge, the administrator, he allocates a certain amount of money from the king's holdings to the son on a, for a weekly stipend or whatever. And then when the child grows up, he says, he says to him, everything the, the administrator says, everything that I was giving you, I was giving you only that which was I was it was mine, so to speak. It was what I was told that I can give you. But what your father leaves you, that is something that is, it's way, way more. It's there, it's all there, sitting, waiting for you. So Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, that which I give you is what Hashem allows me to give you. What He has in store for you is, of course, the entire fortune that belongs to the king. From this we understand, from this marshal, as the bracha for Nebuchadnezzar nisht in zelmuzman, that the 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 medrash, the marshal that the medrash says teaches us that the blessing of Moshe Rabbeinu is immediate. The blessing of Hashem is at a later time. They don't. The two blessings don't coincide. They don't happen at the same time. When in zelm by matzah from ben ben tutzich and as tutzich oiv the bracha from apatrupa the blessing of Hashem does not come in the same time and the same situation as, uh, you know, as the son is. He's still immature. He's not able to deal with a blessing like that with the, the king's entire fortune. So the same thing with Moshe Rabbeinu and Hashem. The bracha that Hashem is given is not now. That's not something that the situation that the Yidin are now are able to handle. Moshe Rabbeinu's blessing can be done and, and absorbed now. So it's happening now. And the situation that the Yidin are now. And this we understand also from the Medish and the Moshul Kishiyavi Amelech, as he says, when the king will come, when the Nimshul Kishiyavi Akash Baruch, when the Nimshul, he says, when Hashem will come along to give his blessing, as the Tzvei Brachas, and in Tzvei Zunder Manim, that the two Brachas don't happen at the same time. Now I'm giving you this blessing, when Hashem comes along, he will give you his blessing. That'll happen later. Uh, that's so that. The, the, the answer of the Mepharshim works according to the Medrash and the Sifri. But in Pirish Rashi, but the way Rashi says it, he is explaining the simple meaning of the words of the Pasuk. When there is a and he just simply says, that's my blessing, but he will give you the blessing as he spoke. When there's a Medram, and he doesn't even allude to one of these explanations that the Mepharshim give. At a later time he'll give you, or that it's unconditional, is moving as his daughter. Therefore we have to understand that Rashi, what he's saying, there is some simple explanation to what he's saying. 
that there is something in the way that Rashi explains it that he doesn't even have to allude to it. He doesn't have to explain it at all. It's self-understood from reading the Rashi properly. Gimel. The beer business. So the explanation of what Rashi is trying to say here. Lefib Shudosh Mikra, if you an understanding of the Psukim in the simple basic explanation of the Psukim and even according you know, to understand it in the way the Medrash would explain it or the Sifri is Kankashanish there would be no question why Moshe Rabbeinu put a limit on it a thousand times as much while Hashem's bracha was that there would be unlimited to their number so there's no question why because for a man a person is as great as a person should be he's still a limited created being with limitations so therefore Moshe Rabbeinu is not able to give an infinite bracha Moshe Rabbeinu is a limited finite created being and therefore there's no question why he can't say infinite he doesn't have it in his capacity to give, to bequeath, to bestow infinite. The Rebbe notes from what is explained in Sforum of Philosophy. That even if you, have, if you have limited things, each one of those things is limited so even if you have many, 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 and as many, many as you want to say, it's still not going to add up to infinite. Finite things cannot add up to infinite. Ola dogma, as an example, the hemshech von zman kenish zayin onasoyfugvul. Time cannot be infinite, cannot go on infinitely. Vibalda zman is tsunayvishtel von regoyim shoyes viyamin. Since time is made up of seconds, minutes, hours, days, and so on, if you were to say that time can go on infinitely, so then that would, say, that would mean that there are degrees in infinite. You can have a smaller infinite and a bigger infinite, which of course doesn't make any sense. Infinite is not subject to smaller or bigger. The bligvul for shoyes. Where would you have different degrees of infinite? The bligvul for shoyes, the infinite amount of hours was assuming that time could go on infinitely. that every hour has so many and so many seconds, a, a, a large amount of seconds. So therefore, if there is an infinite amount, uh, infinite amount of hours then there must be many more infinite amount of seconds because each hour is made up of so many seconds. So there would be a difference in the infinite amount of hours and the infinite amount of seconds. So now you have degrees in infinite. And you can't have, that is by definition, doesn't make sense, that there should be a bigger infinite and a smaller infinite because that means that it's not truly infinite. If they could be bigger and smaller, then it's not infinite. If you want to understand this better, you can look there, and those svarim, and this is not the time to explain this fully. So therefore, the point being, 
that Moshe Rabbeinu is not able to give a blessing of infinite because he is by definition finite so therefore he only has control of in a finite so therefore he can't make finite into infinite and that's why he's not able to give a blessing of infinite Dalit the Chlau in truth however when the Sifri and the Medish talk about infinite without uh, limit it doesn't mean literally without limit really what it's talking about is a vast number a great number very very large number but not actually infinite the blessing that Abisha said, I will make your children many like the stars of the heaven, or I will make your children like the dust of the earth. But he doesn't say a number. What this really means is not that they'll be infinite, literally infinite, but that it'll be such a vast number as that you can't even count to that number it's so much that you can't even count to there that's what it means that's the simple meaning of the Pasuk of Hashem's blessing like for instance the, uh, the sand on the beach which is what Hashem gave the promise to Avram Avinu the blessing to Avram Avinu he said like the sand on the edge of the sea as a matter of fact, then the Sifri also uh, mentions that blessing. The fact is that the amount of grains of sand at all the beaches of the whole world are also countable. In other words, there is a number of sands. But there is so many of sands on the beaches that it's not possible for actually to somebody to actually count it although without question there is an actual amount it's not infinite there is an amount but it, that's what it means it's so much that you can't even count that high as is clear from what it says by that Yosef when it talks about the uh, Yosef gathered all the uh, grain from the seven years of plenty, and he gathered it. It was as, as there was as wheat, like the sand of the beach. There was so much atki until it was you couldn't count it anymore. but there isn't such a number. Although it's cl- quite clear that the the food that he gathered in those seven years and that he kept it in Mitzrayim which means that by definition it is containable within a certain space is given so of course it had to be a limited amount nor as is given but it was just so much on the far therefore it wasn't you weren't able to count it has for which means somebody who would want to count would have to stop he would have to he wouldn't be able to get to the end from the but because it's so much that the numbers that people use, you know, there's a million and a billion and a trillion, and, and then where do you go? What comes after that? So the people that you do counting, it stops at some point. The at least in those days, the way they counted, so they got to a number which they didn't have a number to say anymore. That's what it means, but not that it's actually infinite.
And thus is given like the Sefriya Medr to Tainitz emotion. And this is really what the Yidin were saying to Moshe. The way the Sefriya and the Medr explained it. Elef Pa'amim is Kitzvah Libirchaseinu. If you say a thousand times as much, that's putting a limit on our blessing. As his Magbil Zayabracha, that limits the blessing. As his Asach, Aklener Etzol, Vidaibishad Gizak, that Elef Pa'amim that's a much lower number than what Hashem said. A thousand is something that you can easily count to. And Hashem said that it's going to be a number that is uncountable. You said a number of a thousand which is very easily countable. But not that they were saying that they're expecting infinite. But that's not a question. In other words, the taina that they had to Moshe Rabbeinu is not really such a big taina. While Elif Pa'amim is the mitzvah for Eden Damals, is a ribuy because if you say that you will become multiplied by a thousand times what you are today, that is a vast number. Of course, the number thousand is no, is not that much, but a thousand times six hundred thousand that is a tremendous amount. That's why Rashi doesn't begin his question with the big taina that the Yidin had to Moshe Rabbeinu. Why did you limit our blessing? He limited their blessing. He's talking about a number which is, which is unimaginable, a thousand times two million. That's why a child wouldn't have that kind of, uh, you know, he's not shocked at the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu limited the blessing. We're still talking about huge numbers. But since the Pasik presents a question, the Pasik has a question that the child does need answered, which is, why does he repeat? And he will bless you like he spoke to you. He already gave them, Moshe Rabbeinu just gave them a blessing. Therefore, from that question, Rashi says we have to answer why he's repeating the blessing. Therefore, he brings up the question that the Yidin said to Moshe Rabbeinu, that you only uh, uh, multiplied it by a thousand, they just said a much bigger number. So therefore, he had to say, Hashem will give you his blessing. But from the, the Sifris, the Medrash's question isn't such a big question to the child. To Rashi, he has to explain what the child would wonder about, which is, why is the blessing repeated? Therefore, he begins with that question. Hey, the Yidin counted a number at that time, 600,000 people, males, men, from the age of 20 to the age of 60, which is uh, army age, so to speak. You have to add all the children and teenagers up to the age of 20, the men, and then the older people of the, above the age of 60, and then all the women and all, and all the children. If you count, if you figure that out, you'll get to a number at least two million people. And if you say a thousand times two million, that is two billion people. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, you will become a nation of two billion people. So therefore, is a child really going to say, why did Moshe Rabbeinu limit the blessing to do billion people? He's not going to ask that question. 
in one nation should become two billion people. That's to say, there are only two billion people. That's not really a big question. And another thing, and this is also fundamental, it's quite common that we use the number a thousandfold, not literally to mean a thousand specifically, but rather, what it means is, a thousand is a very big number and it just means so much. So much. It doesn't mean literally to stop at a thousand. Which can include, of course, much more than a thousand times as much. This can be, we can say that this is what Moshe Rabbeinu meant. He didn't mean a thousand that it has to stop by a thousand. He just meant a huge number. A thousand was considered a huge number, and therefore he used that. In the Torah, we find certain numbers which mean infinite. It means every possible um, situation. Especially if you want to look at it in a very literal way, the amount of people that can Yidin that could exist on earth is You can't say that there's going to be room on earth that there should be as many Yidin as there is literally stars in the heaven or literally sand on the beach. It's because the space of dry land on planet Earth is a limited amount of space. Shita Alpha Parsa Alma, as it says, six thousand square parsa, I guess, is the world. And since every person needs four Amas around him, Kemen Ois Rechenen Umashar Zain Vifil mentioned Kenazain Skenzakifinan of the Gansa Shedakayabasha from Kadorat, so you can actually calculate if you know how much dry land there is, and every person needs to have uh, six feet, daladamas, uh, so then you can actually figure out how many people can actually exist on earth at the same time. And especially that it's not only Yidin that will be on the earth, there's also all kinds of other nations that inhabit the earth, and they also need space and then there's animals that need space, so batim, houses, sodas, akramim, fields and vineyards, and Eden, in and even more important, where do the Yidin belong? Where should we put all these Yidin? Naturally, in Eretz Yisrael, that's the place where Yidin belong. That's the blessing, is that all Yidin should live in Eretz Yisrael. Is the stake Eretz so while it may be true that Eretz Yisrael is called Eretz Atzvi, which means uh, the land like a deer, and the, the marshal for that is a deer's skin is stretched very tight over its body. If you were to cut off the skin, you wouldn't be able to stretch it onto the, to the body anymore. That's how tight it is. So it shrivels up, and uh, so the skin, in other words, it stretches to accommodate the, the body. So also at Yisrael stretches to accommodate the inhabitants, the Yidin that will live there. So as Yisrael is expected to expand according to how many Yidin are there, but still, but you can't say that Yisrael is going to spread, expand beyond what the the planet Earth. That isn't what is meant by that muscle. 
is doch moven as the misper vifel mentioned as kenzich gefinin in the b'shetach kador. So therefore, it's understood that how many people can exist on earth is a satzach klenef from the riba and mufluk from afarods is of course much less than the sand that exists in the world. The earth, the, the grains of sand that exist in the earth, if you would turn each one into Daladamas, a human with his Daladamas around him, of course it's not going to fit on earth. And then you have the, the, the earth, and you have the sand. All of these take up, you know, you, it, it would be much more than earth could accommodate. So therefore, we can't say that it's meant to be taken literally that there will be actually as many yidn as sand on the beach because there's no room on the planet earth for that many yidn so therefore so therefore in the simple understanding of the Pasuk when Moshe Rabbeinu says Hashem will increase you by a thousandfold it doesn't even contradict the blessing of Hashem Hashem's blessing is not meant to be Literal that it's as, actually as many as the sand, and Moshe Rabbeinu's is not limited to a thousand; it's to two billion. Because Hashem's blessing, the amount, the vast amount that Hashem was saying, was more allegorical rather than literal. Not literally to be taken that there will be as many hidden as the stars in the sky or as uh, there are grains in the sand on earth, or at the beach, on the other hand, a thousand could mean much more than a thousand, and therefore, he could mean much more than two billion. So therefore, it meets somewhere in the middle, and they're not really that off from each other, and there isn't a big question of why Moshe Rabbeinu said only a thousand. But since the Pasuk repeats, and he will bless you like he spoke to you, so therefore it's clear that Moshe Rabbeinu must have said this in response to something that the Yidin said to him. That's why he repeats it. He will bless you like he said. That's why Rashi says, explains that the Yidin said to Moshe, you're putting a limit on it. That Hashem already promised Avram, Avram, will anybody be able to count the Yidin? On that pasuk where, where it says, "Can anyone count uh, whatever?" Zokt Rashi. Over there, Rashi says, Just like you can't count the grains of sand in the world, so you will not, your children will not be able to be counted. Based on this, we can understand that Birchas Hashem is given nisht as his own That Rashi is saying that it's not, the blessing of Hashem was not that there should literally be as many Yidin as there are dust, uh, sand in the world. But that because there'll be so many, they won't be able to be counted. Punct V offer, just like in regards to the sand in the world. You can't count how many sands there are, so also you can't count how many Yidin there are. That's the meaning of the blessing. 
Und das ist gewähnt der Scheibe von Eden, Atanas und Gizel Berchaseinu. Und das ist, was die Eden were asking. That you are putting a limit. Wie bald der Eberstadt macht ihr, wenn es wird sein, als Alibi, was ist nicht Rogel, Klau, Amazolus Zählen, since the Eberstadt said that there will be so many of us that we will not be able to count it. Sarah Haleyamana, as the Pasuk says, your children will not be able to be counted. Is wie kommt Moshe und sagt Aminyan? So then why does Moshe Rabbeinu put a number on it? Kachem Elif Ba'amin. The Abisha said that you can't put a number on the number of Yidin that there will be. And Moshe Rabbeinu goes ahead and puts a number on it a thousand times as much. As if El that you could count it's a thousand times as much. And even though it's true that when Moshe Rabbeinu says a thousand times as much as you, it really means a very large number. And that it can also mean more than a thousand, that it's just sort of a num- it's just a round number, but it could really mean much more than a thousand times as much. Is this farta but why does Moshe Rabbeinu need to put a number on it? Hashem said it should be without number. Why does Moshe Rabbeinu have to put a number on it? So if we're going to with to the and he says that the amount of increase will be is measured against the amount that you are today. So in other words, that it's an incremental increase. Whatever you are today, it goes from there. It becomes bigger. Why does he have to put a kachem elupamim like you are today a thousand times as much? Why do we need numbers? Why do we have to put it in reference to how much I am today? Why can't it just be like the Abish has said, an uncountable number? And this is the difference between the way the Sifriya Medrash say it and the way Rashi sees it. The way the Sifriya Medrash see it, they're looking at it, you're putting a limit on the blessing. As Moshe Zokta Sach, a Klener Misra, that Moshe Rabbeinu put a smaller amount than what the Eibishter said that it'll be. That Hashem said it'll be like the stars of the heaven or the sand and the beach. Moshe Rabbeinu said a thousand times as much. So therefore, it's just a smaller number that Moshe Rabbeinu is giving. That's why the Sifri quotes from the Pasig that's why the Sifri quotes the Pasuk and I will increase your children like the stars of the heaven because that, that's what the Sifri is tra- trying to point out Hashem said there will be as many as the stars in the heaven why is Meshach Rabbeinu saying only a thousand times as much so the Pasuk the reason that the, the Sifri first quotes the Pasuk which comes later which is and then only the because if you only quoted the you could say that it's just a you know just like you can't count but he said that I will make your children like the stars that is a, that Sifri sees that as literal and therefore afterwards when you say it's also meant to be taken literal 
the Sefri sees it as literal blessings and therefore wants to point out that it is literal and can be taken more literally than Afara Oritz which can be explained away as unnumbered infinite, you know, it's so much you can't even count it Loit Rashi Ober, but according to the way Rashi sees it, is the Taina, what was the real qu- uh, t- problem that the Yidin had with his blessing? When they said you're putting a limit on it, it's not on how much, how much we will be, how many we will be. Nor It's not about a literal number that they're complaining, that they're questioning. It's that the Abishta said that there will be unnumbered. There was no number that can describe it, and you chose to describe it by a number. And in re- and in reference to how much we are today, why do you have to put a number on it? Not to say that we will. You're giving. You're saying that there's going to be less of us. It's not necessarily less of us. Moshe Rabbeinu's number is very big, and the Abishta's number is not as big as you might think just from the literal translation. But why do you have to put a number on it? That's their question. And that's why Rashi doesn't quote the one about the Pasuk about like the stars of the heaven or the sand of the beach. Because actually speaking, you can put a number on the sands on the beach too and you can put a number on the stars in the sky too. Nor rather, what does he choose to quote? Which pasuk? Hashem yuchal in shlis The point is, Hashem said the Yidna saying to Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem said, they didn't quote. Hashem said, "We'll be like the stars in the heaven." Hashem said, "You won't be able to count us." That's what Rashi sees as the critical part of that pasuk. That's what the Yidna are saying. Why do you have to put a number on something that Abish has said goes beyond numbers? Zayim, if them is Moshe's answer, so to this came Moshe's answer. Zumishali, that is what I give you of my own. Avalhu, Yevarachasim Kasher de but he will bless you as he spoke to you. What does he mean by that? The Brach of Asagit is Oich Yosef Hashem. Actually, the Brach that what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying was not that he's giving a Brach. He's giving them anything. He's saying Hashem will make you multiple, uh, many. He's not giving, saying, I will make you many. Of course, Hashem will make you many. The bracha was the Abish to get. It's also only what the blessing that Hashem gives. But since I'm the one that's saying this blessing, that's why, since I, Moshe Rabbeinu, am only a human being, and I see everything in finite terms. I'm a finite human being, so I see finite terms. So when I say things, they're also finite. They have to be limited, because I'm limited. That's why when I relay the bracha of Hashem, I speak in terms of a human being, which means finite. But when He gives you His blessing directly, He will give you the blessing the way He said, the way He uttered it, the way He spoke it. That blessing will be fulfilled the way the Abishta said it, the way he spoke it, as the way the Abishta said it. Can anyone count it? It'll be truly without count. 
in them, and there's water in them, is Eich Mavur in the Meloshon Yosef Aleichem Kachem. And the explanation, this explanation is also seen in the words, Hashem will uh, add to you like, you, uh, as, uh, like, like yourself. Meaning, Moshe, Moshe, since he's a limited per, a human being. He's limited to space. When an Azman is and he lives in, he lives in time. He lives in time and space. So Moshe Rabbeinu was unable to escape the limited nature of who he is. Or from the misper in kachem was a zet for the eidin, so therefore he can only see the multitudes of yidin the way he sees them. He looks at the Jewish people; he sees a number. Um bench says, "Zayim bracha is Yosef Hashem aleichem kachem," and therefore when he gives a blessing, he says, "I see a number. Hashem should increase it much more than you are now, as as many as you are now. It should be infinite, you know, not infinitely, a thousand times as much." Abish, of course, is without any limitation at all. Therefore, he says directly. He doesn't have to relate it to the how many yidin there are now, because he's not limited to how many yidin there are now. He's not limited to what he sees in front of him. But Moshe Rabbeinu is limited to what he sees in front of him. That's how. He has to approach things in the way they appear to him, the way they appear to him, like I said. And, but Eibishter doesn't see them in a limited way. Eibishter can look at them now and see them as the infinitum or the, the, this, the multitude that nobody can count. He doesn't have to relate it to what it is now, to what is seen now. To him, it's still hatchilad. He goes directly for they will be uncountable. Dogma avaloi mamish, something that can be an analogy, but not literally an analogy. It's not exactly the same, but there is some similarities. Can be the aseres edibus of the eibush tigizok to the eden bedibur echad. Hashem spoke that all the ten commandments in one utterance. He said them all in one utterance. But then each one of those ten had to be articulated separately through Moshe Rabbeinu. I guess what he means. So the the Abish just spoke it all at once, and therefore he he does it in the way he can do it. Moshe Rabbeinu has to do it in the way it has to be done by a human being. In a similar way, Moshe Rabbeinu has to give a blessing. A bracha, the way a human being can approach it, which is, look how big you are, you'll be so much bigger than you are now. The doesn't need to base it on what you are now. He goes for an infinite thing, just like the Seres Adibris. All ten were included. That means infinite. When you can say ten utterances in one utterance, that means that you're not limited by you know, time and space or the way things have to play out in the uh, time and space world that we are. Ches. Miyena shalteir v'apirish Rashi. To understand the inner dimension of uh, what this Rashi is saying. It says, Mevur in Kisri Arizal. The Kisri Arizal explains this. Metzoi Shabbos Kedah Zeh. Hei menachamov is on your site. That in that year, Metzoi Shabbos Hei Av is his your site. It always comes out around Parsha Devarim. 
is the in the Maimara now, so the Arizal explains, in the Maimara of us, Moshe Gizokt, and what, in regards to what Moshe Rabbeinu said, till now I said from my own, from here on it'll be as Hashem gave you the blessing. So he explains it as follows, the word Moshe is the same numerical value as the two names of Hashem, Kale and Shakai. And then when you fill out each letter, which means the Aleph becomes Aleph Lamed Fei, the Lamed becomes Lamed Mem Dalet, and so on. Because Aleph Lamed Shin Dalet Yud as he spells it out. And, and you have to include also the uh, one extra for the, the whole group together. That comes out to a thousand. The Aleph Shal Bina. And that is the thousand which relates to the level of Bina. So the, the ability, what is Moshe Rabbeinu's power? Where does his power reach? Ad Ima. Until what's called a mother. means Bina. That's why he gave them a blessing which reaches a thousand. Because a thousand, Kel Shakai, if you spell it out, which is the Gematria Moshe. And you spell out Kel Shakai, the, the, the power, the source from where Moshe takes the ability to give a blessing altogether is from Hashem's name, Kel Shakai. So Moshe contains Kel Shakai. When you spell out Kel Shakai, that uh, name of Hashem that gives him the power, that is Bigimatria Elef, the numerical value of a thousand, which is Bina. And that's why Moshe said, this is where I can reach. I can reach up to a thousand, up to Bina. From here and further, Hashem has to give you the blessing that comes from Chachma, from Chachma Shalomayla. So I am able to reach to Bina, up to a thousand. Hashem will give you anything beyond that from Chachma. In this too we see the alignment of Pshutish Mikra with Pnimi Yisatayra. You see how they both dovetail, they work together. So they explain it. That Inyam from Blikvitz Kitzva when we talk about an infinite blessing the way the Medrash and the Sifri see it even though even in the understanding of the Medrash and the Sifri certainly they don't mean literally infinite as we explained before nor but rather as a number which is you know we imagine it as infinite but is not literally infinite but when we talk about ain misfer that they cannot be counted, even though you wa- it's also not literal, because in fact you could count anything that is limited, that is lives in the physical world. But since the Torah says that ad ki ain misfer, so therefore it's not just a uh, using a term, but it doesn't mean it actually. Since it's in Teirus Emes, it means it literally also. Or it, it's true to say it. And so therefore, when you say that the Eden will be like the stars in heaven and like the earth, the earth and like the sand on the beach, and which is a number which cannot be counted for because it's too much. 
is as Val Bashar Shaynemsik that Laya suffer from Bli Misparamiti. Because even though in as it plays out in the physical world maybe it's not literal, but since we're talking about a level which takes its root, its root is in a place from Laya suffer, from Bli Mispar, a place where there is no number. Only that when it comes down into the world, which of course the world is a limited place, it only comes down in a way that you can't count it because it's too much to count. But literally you would be able to count it. But in its root, in its source, it's absolutely true to say that it's uncountable, that it comes in a place where it's not counted, and that's meant literally. Thus haste, in other words, the Hagbolov un misper in them In other words, the lim- the limitation in the amount of yidden that there are. Because when we talk about like the stars in the heaven and the dust on the earth and so on, is Nishmitsad Atsma binyanam is not because by in, in truth the yidden are limited. It's just a fact, the yidden are limited, not true at all. The fact that we say that we put a limit on the meaning of like the stars of heaven is not a shortcoming of the Yidden, but rather it's only a limitation. The Yidden are by nature and by definition beyond number. They are truly beyond number. Not just so to speak beyond number because you can't count that much. In their source, in their higher levels, the Yidden are without number. The problem, the limitation, only comes as a result of the Yidden being brought down into the physical world. But in their source, the Yidden are what is truly called without number. So based on this, it comes out light sifri v'amedesh that according to the sifri as the Rebbe Musluk v'yidn kechech v'shmei v'kafaratz gechel yom v'slei yisafem eroiv nem tzirdas from bechinus bligvul amayla. So the aspect of yidn that they are like the stars in the heaven and so on, which cannot be counted because there's so many, that comes from the level of bligvul, which comes from oylem esain sof, which is beyond atzilus, beyond the shtalshulus. That's where the source of the Yidin comes from. And then when we talk about that there are so many Yidin, but it's a limited so many because it literally could be counted. That even people call, it's called a number. There is, uh, it, it is, it does have a number. The source of that level of how the Yidin come down and could be counted, that is from Malakul Almin, the Esosiris Datsilus, already within Ishtal Shulus. Tess. Even when we talk about the, the uh, Yidin, that the Rashi doesn't take it as literally as the Medish, as we said before. And it's not talking about a, a literal sense of that, like they're the stars of the heaven, but rather than they cannot, simply can't be counted because it's just too much to count as the way Rashi sees the, uh, the, the difference between Birchus Meshach and Birchus HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Herz of the Agbalo that you can you get you, you sense the limitation that we exist in in the n- number of Yidin that there are 
Birchus Moshe, where it's uh, that's where the bracha of Moshe, which he puts a number of a thousand. Or even if the limitation is not something that you can, it's not as obvious, and therefore, and the way the Abish just said, he doesn't actually put a number on it. He says that it cannot be numbered. So, in other words, the difference is in both brachas, there is actually a limitation. There is actually a number of Yidin that can fit on the world. But Moshe Rabbeinu, you sense the limitation because he has to put a number on it. When the way the Eibushta says it, he says it as if there is no limitation. He says cannot be counted. So it's just a question of do you sense the limitation? And since everything has its source above in uh, the worlds above, is fashtandik as the shayrush and the tzvei is funazam adregevus is da so it's understood that it must come from a place where on the one hand there is a keli because you sense the limitation. That in kelim, that's where begins separation and, and multiple existences, not absolute unity and therefore limitation because one thing cannot encroach on the other thing otherwise there would be just become one. So therefore, that means mispa that you have to have a number, a sense, a number that can be sensed. And that's why it comes down the way it evolves downward. It also comes down as a number because it comes from the kelim of atzilus, where a number limitation is already the reality. But when you look at the source of things, the way they are in the air, which is beyond Kalim, meaning to say from a place where there exists no Kalim yet. So therefore, when it evolves downward into our reality, it also comes down in a way that it, you don't sense the number. It comes down as something which is uncountable. At least in relation to the reality of the world that we are, it seems unlimited. That the number is like the not like a thousand times as much, which is a number that defines limitation, but like the stars of the heaven, like the sand, which is almost truly infinite, even though it's not literally infinite, but uncountable. The chilek tzishin ditzvayefanim is so. The difference between the way the Rashi uh, with the Sifri and the way Rashi sees it is tzisahetzachon the inyan kelim or the tzisahetzach nishdan. Do we sense kelim or do we not sense kelim? I should rephrase that. It's not the difference between Rashi and Sifri. It's rather the difference between the uh, if it comes from kelim or it comes from oir. Just the previous um, paragraph. So based on this, it comes out as that the blessing that Hashem gave, the way the Sifri say it, says it, that it comes from a place beyond limitation, comes from Keser. There are no Kalim at all. But the blessing of Hashem, the way Rashi understands it, is from Chines Chachma, comes from Chachma, as we explained before. Kalim, not as Herzog Nishton, as Herzog Nishton. In Chachma, there is, of Vatsilos, there is already Kalim. But the Kalim are so subtle that you don't really sense them as Kalim. 
So it's not a bottle to the air over there. The kelim are so completely uh, are bottled to the air. Because the farvet chachma v'chlal oich the kelim shaba angeruf v'chayu oiras, and that's why chachma in atzilus, even though the what makes it chachma is the kelim. In other words, that there is kelim, but it's still called oiras because the kelim are so completely bottled to the air that you only sense oir. You don't sense kelim. So even though the source of it is in Kalim, which we're, because Chachmat Atzilus has Kalim, but it, you don't sense Kalim, and that's why it comes out the way Rashi sees it, as a blessing which seems without number. Hashem says it's without number. And where Moshe Rabbeinu gives his blessing, and he puts a number on it, in other words, that you do see the sense of number of limitation there, that starts from Bina. Because Dorton Herzachon, that in an Akli and Bina already you have Kalim. Over there you see Kalim already. So that's the difference between the way that Rizal says that it starts from Chachma by Moshe Rabbeinu, the way, the way Rashi sees it. Moshe Rabbeinu is giving a blessing which comes from Bina, the Evish is giving from Chachma. And the way the Sifri says it, which sees it as a much more infinite dimension. The Hashem's bracha comes from Keser, where there is no Kalim at all, and Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha comes from a lower level, from within Atzilus. By us learning this in Teira in both ways, which we learn it in the system of Pshat, which also includes all areas of Nigla de Teira. Which, in a general sense, nigla de teira and pshat means understanding it in the context of the uh, of the world. And then we also learn pnimius teira to rashul arizal, the teira that arizal taught was in the arizal gizokt. Was the arizal gizokt as arizal said, tafki b'dayra selo achrein emutan mitzvah galus eisah chachma. That it's only in these later generations, that in the last generations that were permitted to, and in fact it's a mitzvah to reveal this wisdom of that in our day and age this was revealed through in a way that we can actually understand it and we can relate to it and we can acclimatize it we can, it penetrates and we can use it, our minds to understand it not like before where it was more esoteric and more removed and terms that were not as well understood as we do as it is today. Which generally related, describes the more infinite aspect of Taita rather than like Nigla, the limited aspect of Taita. beyond number. And we learn it as it truly is one Taita. It's really one Taita and one the same Taita. That so we will be zeichet to the time when the number of the yidn will be suffered. that the number will be a number which cannot be measured or counted so in other words that the two come together the, uh, it is a number like nigla de teira but it's unlimited, it's infinite and they come together because this will be lost love and Mashiach comes and this will happen soon today